This program is made possible by the giving of the God Called Partners of Renner Ministries. This is Rick Renner, and I'm deep, deep, deep in Russia. How I love the country of Russia, and I'm so glad that God called me and Denise and our sons to this part of the world. We've been here for three decades, and here we're reaching all the people with the teaching of the Word of God through media, and we're reaching you. Who would have ever imagined that from here, we would be reaching out to touch the ends of the earth, but we really are. But today, I'm standing in front of a typical Russian home, which you would find in a village. And in the 17th century, the poorer people begin to notice that wealthy people, the nobles, lived in houses that were made out of stone and masonry and often around their windows, they had beautiful stone and masonry decorations. Well, the poor people couldn't afford that. And besides, they lived in houses made out of wood. So they said, hey, let's make our own window work. And they begin to develop patterns to surround their windows and the trimmings of their roof and all the time they tried their best to make all these decorations which were colorful and whimsical. And all the neighbors began to compete with each other to see who could make the most wonderful creations around their windows and around their roofs. And I think it is just amazing. And when you drive through the villages of Russia, you see houses like this one after another after another. It is just such a pleasure to drive through those streets and see such amazing creations and really a feast of color for the eyes. But there was another reason they did it. People back in those days liked to peek through your window to see what was on the other side. And they realized, hey, if we put a lot of decorations around the window, people will no longer look through the window because they'll be looking at all the distractions. Well, that makes me think about divine revelation. The word revelation, which is used in the New Testament, means to part the veil so you can see through to the other side. When the Holy Spirit gives us a revelation, He literally enables us to see what we can never see by ourselves. But very often, we can't see what He wants to show us because of all the distractions in our life. But when we pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit literally begins to part the veil and enables us to see what we could never see by ourselves. And that is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Hey, thanks for joining me today. We're offering you my brand new series, which is called Windows into Divine Revelation. And the front of the series is covered with very beautiful, whimsical windows that you see on houses all over the Russian countryside. And as I said to you in the stand-up, they begin to decorate their windows so people wouldn't look through their windows. The people actually thought, wow, if we put a lot of distractions around the windows, maybe people will stop peeking through our windows, and it worked. But the reason I'm using this in the stand-ups is because I think it's a good illustration of sometimes how we have lots of distractions that obstruct our view from what God wants to show us. God wants us to look through the window 
to see the other side where he wants to give us a revelation. So I'm teaching this new series, which is called Windows into Divine Revelation. It's five parts, and it comes with a wonderful study guide. I have really worked hard on this series. I want it to be a blessing to you. And right now, we're also offering you my daily devotional, which is called Sparkling Gems from the Greek, Volume 1. The subtitle says, 365 Greek Word Studies for Every Day of the Year to Sharpen Your Understanding of God's Word. And if you already have Volume 1, then let me suggest that you get Volume 2. Volume 2 says, 365 new gems to equip and empower you for victory every day of the year. And of course, these are devotional, so you don't read the whole thing at once. You just read a little every day, and I walk you into a deeper understanding of the Bible. People all over the world read these, and I want you to have one too. You can order all these things by going online or by giving us a call. And this week only, just for fun, we've decided to drop into every order a magnet for your refrigerator that looks like a Russian window, just like I showed you in the stand-ups to the program today. They come in all different colors. All of them are just so wonderful. But the reason we're doing this is for two reasons. Number one, when you see these on your refrigerator, I want you to remember to pray for us as we reach Russian-speaking people around the world. Number two, when you look at these and you see all this lattice work, I want you to think about the distractions that keep you from looking through the window to see what God wants to show you. God doesn't want you just to get caught up in all the peripheral activity in your life. He wants to show you through the window revelations, what he's planned for your life. And in fact, we're going to pick up today where we left off yesterday. We're going to review the first part today. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, Paul writes, But as it is written, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But you cannot use that verse as an excuse. Maybe you're one of those people who said, well, the Bible says eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. There's just some things we can't know. Well, there was a time when that was true. But when you get to verse 10, we find that time is gone if you're saved. And when you come to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, Paul says, but... And the word but in Greek is the word gar. It means but indeed. It's like Paul's lifting his voice and he says, but indeed God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God, which means the day of ignorance is done. And if there's anything you need to know, God wants to reveal it to you. That's why the verse says, but, but indeed. God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. And here we find the wonderful ministry of the Holy Spirit to take secrets, to take the deep laid plans of God and reveal them to us so we're no longer in the dark. And in fact, the word revealed that is used in this verse is a translation of a form of the Greek word apokalupto. And I told you yesterday, this is a compound of two words, the preposition apo, which means away, and the word kalupto, which means to cover or to veil or to obstruct. But when you compound the two words together, this word revealed, the Greek word apokalupto, refers to something that's been veiled or hidden like a secret, but then suddenly becomes clear and visible to the mind's eye 
It is a sudden unveiling. It is a revealing. It is an uncovering because the veil has been removed and what is behind the veil is no longer concealed or hidden from view, which means God wants to pull the string on the curtain. He wants to pull the curtains apart and show you what you need to see. And according to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, that is part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the verse says, but God hath revealed them unto us, unto us. In the original text is so powerful. It is the word heman, which means directly to us. We are the recipients of this revelatory ministry of the Holy Spirit. It says they've been revealed unto us by, by his spirit. And the word by is so wonderful because it is the little Greek word dia, which means by or through. So you could translate it. They've been revealed to us by the spirit or through the spirit. But this little word dia indicates agency and instrumentality through the agency of the Holy Spirit, through the instrumentality of the Holy Spirit. All these things we need to know can be revealed to us. But this word dia also carries the idea of a going back and forth to convince someone of something and to get them to the other side. And here we find the never give up work of the Spirit to reveal what God wants to show us. He'll go back and forth with us, work with us to pull that curtain apart and let us get to the other side where we can see the revelation that we need to have. And then it says, for the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. In verse 10, that word for is the word gar, which means for indeed. Paul is speaking emphatically about the revelatory work of the Holy Spirit. For emphatically, for indeed, the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. And the word searcheth is one of my favorite Greek words in the New Testament. It means to investigate, to examine, or to sift. It pictures someone who's going through stacks and stacks and stacks of material as they're looking for something that they can't quite seem to find. They're carefully investigating, they're examining, they're sifting, they're digging through the pile until Eureka, they find it. And now we find the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to discover God's plan for me and for you. He is so committed to knowing exactly what we're supposed to do, that like an investigator, he is sifting through the material, he's investigating, he is examining. In fact, this verse says all things, the Greek word panta, the word pan means all, the word ta means things, all things, it is all inclusive down to the most minute detail. Nothing will escape his attention. And then Paul adds, yea, the deep things of God. But the word yea in Greek is actually the word chi, which means it's a clarifying statement. A better translation would be even, even the deep things of God. Deep things is tabathe from the word bathos. The word bathos is the same word that would be used to describe the deepest, deepest depths of the sea. It could denote deep thoughts, deep spiritual truths or deeply laid plans. The word ta at the first of this phrase in Greek amplifies the vast number of plans that God has for us. And some of them are very deep. Some of them are deeply laid and we'll never find them by ourselves. But it is the ministry of the Holy Spirit to help us. 
And when we ask for our help, he is on the job and he begins investigating, examining, sifting through the material, looking for the answer. And then when you come to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, Paul adds, Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. My friend, this is marvelous. Say amen. In fact, at the very first of verse 12, it says, now, the Greek word day, it's intended to make a dramatic point. Now hear this. We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that, the word that in Greek is the word henna. It points to the purpose in order that we might know and that word know means to comprehend, to perceive, or to understand. No second guessing. The Holy Spirit has been sent to reveal things to us that we might comprehend, that we might perceive, that we might really know the things. And in Greek, the word the things is just the little word ta. It describes the vast number of things that God has prepared for us and that are freely given to us of God. Now, what's exciting is freely given in the Greek text is a form of the Greek word charis, which is the Greek word for grace. And if you were going to translate this correctly, it would be the things that are graced to us of God. God has graced us with wonderful, wonderful things, and we need to discover them. But you're going to find out in a moment, you can't discover them by yourself. You have to have the agency or the instrumentality of the Holy Spirit to help you. But notice it also says that our grace to us or freely given to us of God. The word of is the Greek word hupo, which means by or under. And actually, in this case, both of them are correct. These things are given to us by God and are given to those who are living under the Lordship of Jesus. So if you're living under the Lordship of Jesus, God wants to provide answers to you. But when you come to 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14, we find our challenge. And in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14, Paul adds, but the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. This may describe you. Maybe you've tried to find the will of God and by yourself, you just can't seem to figure it out. Well, this verse says, the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. So what does the words natural man mean? Well, in Greek, it is sukikas anthropos. The word sukikas describes somebody that operates out of their soul. The word anthropos is the word for a man. But when you compound these two words together and use them in one phrase, it depicts a soulish person or a person who merely operates out of his soul, out of his mind, out of his rationale, out of his logic or out of his emotions. And according to this verse, the natural man the man who operates just out of his soul realm receives not the things of the Spirit of God and receiveth not, in Greek is udeketai. The word u is a canceller, it is a negative. Deketai is from dekomai, which means to gladly or to warmly receive. But when you put these two words together, this phrase receiveth not literally means does not embrace gladly receive or welcome. The natural man just doesn't gladly receive spiritual things. The natural man functions on a lower realm. In fact, he says he cannot receive the things 
of the Spirit of God. The things, again, in Greek is the word ta. It describes the many, many vast things God has prepared for us. So here's our problem. God has prepared vast, 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 wonderful things for us. He wants to reveal them to us. But our mind by itself will never have the ability to perceive the things God has prepared. In fact, the verse goes on to say, these things are foolishness unto him. Unto him refers to the man who functions just out of his soul. The word foolishness is the Greek word moria. It's from the word moros, which is where we get the word for a moron. But when it's the word moria, as you find in this verse, it describes something that is absurd, something that is foolish or something that is stupid. And here we see the natural mind saying, ah, this is absurd. I don't like all this spiritual activity. I don't like what they're doing. I don't understand what they're doing. What do you mean? He just doesn't have the ability to connect. They're foolishness to him. In fact, it says, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. And when the Apostle Paul says, neither can, it's the Greek word, udunitai. It literally means he does not have the ability or power, and it refers to the inability of a soulish person or a person who's just functioning out of his soul to perceive spiritual things. The verse goes on to say, neither can he know them. The word know, the Greek word genosko, which means to know, to perceive, to realize, or to recognize them. Neither can he recognize them because, and in Greek the word because is the word hoti, emphatically because they are, spiritually discerned. Spiritually discerned in Greek is pneumatikos and the Greek word anakrinatide. The word pneumatikos is very important. It means spiritually, in a spiritual way, or from a spiritual point of view. The word anakrinatai is a form of the Greek word anakrino, which pictures an analyzing or an examining or an investigating or a judging or a sifting. But as a phrase, it means these things are spiritually comprehended, they are spiritually judged, or they are spiritually understood. You have to understand spiritual things from a spiritual perspective. So how can you see what God has prepared for you? How can you open a window to the other realm so you can spiritually judge and spiritually see what it is that God has waiting for you? And we're going to see an answer beginning in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. And here we see the role of praying in the Spirit or praying in tongues. And when you come to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, Paul says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. That word mysteries is real important. But notice at the very first of 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2, he begins with the word for. The word for is the Greek word gar, which means for indeed. Paul is speaking with certainty. He's speaking emphatically. For indeed, for certainly, he that speaks in an unknown tongue. And it's even important this word speaketh because it is a form of the Greek word laleo. The word laleo means to chatter. He that chatters in tongues. You could translate it to converse, as to converse in a conversation. It carries the idea of one who speaks in a conversation. He who chatters, he who converses, or he who carries on in a conversation. And the words unknown tongue are translated from the Greek word glossa, which describes a tongue or a language 
or flowing speech. And here it pictures a language not naturally known. But we see the picture of an individual. Maybe it's me, maybe it's you, maybe it's somebody that you know. But they're chattering in tongues. They're conversing in tongues. They're carrying on a conversation with the Lord in tongues. It is a flowing kind of speech. It is a real language of a spiritual substance. And he says, for he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. And the Greek is very clear. This is language directed to God. For no man understandeth him, how be it. The word how be it in Greek is the word day. It is inserted here to make a dramatic point, but how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. In the spirit is a Greek phrase which means in spirit. It refers to the type of language being spoken, which was not a naturally learned language, but a spiritual language. And Paul here says he's speaking mysteries, speaketh again a form of the Greek word lileo, which means to chatter, to converse, or to carry on in a conversation. It depicts a flowing language. This person is speaking a real language of a spiritual substance. And what is he speaking? Well, this verse says he speaketh Mysteries. The word mysteries, the Greek word mysterion, describes things hidden, secrets, or mysteries. Something which can only be comprehended, known, or seen by divine revelation. And now we find that when you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit goes to work. And as you pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit working with you, you begin to dredge mysteries up out of your spirit. You see, the day you were born again, the will of God was placed inside you. The will of God is in the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit came, he has the mind of God. He brought the will of God, the plan of God, everything that God has planned for you. All of it came down deep inside you. And now we discover that when you begin to pray in the spirit, chatter in the spirit or converse in the spirit or communicate to God in the spirit, the Holy Spirit's work is released to begin to dredge your spirit and pull up secrets, pull up things that are hidden. He begins to pull up mysteries, and as you begin to pray in tongues, he begins to reveal those mysteries to your mind, and that is when you feel somebody has suddenly pulled the string on the curtain, the curtains are beginning to part, and you begin to see through to the other side, and you can see God's will for your life. When you pray in tongues, praying in tongues pulls the curtain apart so you can see through that window and see the revelation that you so desperately need. I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. If you are seeking important answers for your life, then you need a revelation from God about what you should do next. Do you know how to receive that divine revelation? The Holy Spirit has all the answers you need. And in this powerful five-part series, Rick Renner will show you how to open a window to another realm so you can receive the divine revelation and the answers you are seeking for your life. In this remarkable series, you'll learn how to open a window to another realm so you can receive divine revelation about the vital role that praying in tongues plays in your receiving divine revelation, specific prayers that you can pray to help you receive the revelation you need. This five-part series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. In addition to this teaching series, you can also get the timeless book, Sparkling Gems from the Greek Volumes 1 and 2. In these books, Rick unlocks the brilliant treasures within God's Word and shows you how to live an intimate, 
uncompromising life with God. In an easy-to-read devotional format, each volume of Sparkling Gems explores more than 1,000 in-depth Greek word studies. These classic devotionals can be yours for just $45 each and is our special gift to you. With every paid order, we are including a beautiful Russian window magnet, each uniquely finished and with masterful detail. Don't miss these exciting offers. The series Windows into Divine Revelation and Sparkling Gems 1 and 2 and receive a beautiful Russian window magnet with every order. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner and today I am standing in the foyer of Rick Renner Ministries in Tulsa, Oklahoma and I just wish I could pick you up and bring you here to see all the wonderful ministry that is happening in this facility where we receive thousands and thousands of phone calls from people just like you who reach out to us for prayer and for teaching they can trust. Proverbs 10, 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And we know that's our job. Our job is to feed many. And I wanna say thank you to you for everything you've helped us do with your giving. You helped us construct our studio, purchase this building. And now in phase three of our ministry expansion program, we're wanting to pay this facility off so we can liberate all that money to take the teaching of the Bible around the world on additional channels and venues. And by being a part of our giving team, you can really help us make this happen. If you're not already a part of our giving team, please pray about joining us. And together we can join hands and through teaching of the Bible and by ministering to people that reach out to us and by sending teaching products around the world, we can really change people's lives. And it's amazing to me that today it's never been easier to make an impact in somebody else's life right from where you are. So thank you for praying about being a part of our giving team. And the moment you join, I want you to really expect the power of God to show up in your life. My friend, when you reach out to us, would you please let us know how to pray for you? All you have to do is call us or send us an email. And the moment we hear from you, we're going to release our faith. And Jesus is really going to move on your behalf. And if you need a new revelation about anything you're facing in your life, we will agree with you and the Spirit of God will reveal to you what you need to know. But call us or send us your email and we'll pray with you. And right now we're offering you my brand new series, which I'm kind of excited about, which is called Windows into Divine Revelation and it comes with a wonderful study guide. Please, you can order this by calling or by going online. And I remind you that we're also offering you my daily devotionals, which are called Sparkling Gems from the Greek Volume 1. If you already have Volume 1, then you can order Volume 2. You will devour these and they will set you on such a firm foundation. And this week, just for fun, we've made a decision to throw a refrigerator magnet that looks like a Russian window into every one of the orders because it's symbolic of what I'm teaching this week. And when you look at it and you see it there on your refrigerator, I want you to think about all the clutter around the window of life that keeps you from looking through to the other side. God wants you to see beyond the clutter and look through the window. And when you get this on your refrigerator, I also want you to think about us in our ministry to reach Russian-speaking people. And there on your refrigerator, when you see it, please remember to pray for us. But we're going to drop one of these 
in every order this week. But Holy Spirit, we thank you for your revelatory work in our lives. Encourage us to pray in tongues. And as we pray in tongues, pull that curtain apart so we can see the mysteries that we need to see and we need to know. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow. Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity. This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries.